Welcome to today's podcast by Preacher, as he provides sound teaching on the pure and undiluted truth of God's Word, with life application that inspires you to live a holy life pleasing to God. We pray that these teachings will inspire you to live out your faith daily with confidence, be assured of your salvation in Christ, and God's unconditional love for you. the eighth chapter and beginning with the 22nd verse of speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ saying one day he got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them let us go across to the other side of the lake so they set out and as they sailed he fell asleep and a storm of wind came down on the lake and they were filled with water and were in danger and they went and woke him saying master master we are perishing and he awoke and rebuked the wind and the raging waves, and they ceased, and there was calm. He said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid, and they marveled, saying to one another, Who then is this, that he has command even wind and waters? They obey him. Lord, help us to understand what you're trying to tell us or can tell us about the way we live our life today. For all your kindnesses, your consideration, your understanding in relation to my being incapacitated and being less than I ought to be, I certainly do thank you and I am indebted to you for every one of those beautiful prayers that you have said. I I believe now that my uh, the complete recovery will be, I think I even surprised the doctors that I'm doing so well, and I feel like that I'm doing just fantastic, tell you the truth. But while I was uh, there in that pain and agony area more than I have been uh, in the last uh, week or so, there was another great truth that came to me, a truth that is absolutely astounding and and amazing, the one that is absolutely fantastic, it is awesome, it's revolutionizing, it's beautiful, and yet it's a simple truth. It may be a truth, beloved, that you uh, have known from your youth up. It may be someone that uh, you have known for a long while, but to me, uh, this, this truth that I have discovered in the last few days is absolutely amazing to me, and so interesting and so wonderful. And I'd like to express it to you in this, in this fashion. That I have discovered that there is at the core of every problem, every problem, one in the same heart. It can be what happened to you yesterday, are you worrying about tomorrow? It can be a busted leg or a busted heart, or it can be something so far removed as being a great storm upon the Sea of Galilee as the disciples and the Lord Jesus Christ was caught up in. You wonder what they have in common. And I will tell you that the common problem that you have, whatever that might be, one that is filled with pain and agony or one that has brought you face to face with the reality of death, that one and the same problem has it, it, at its very core has the same heart are the same core, are the same seed. There isn't one whit, one whit of difference. And the problem, the core of it, can be expressed in this word, uncertain. 
uncertain. Beloved, that is your problem. That is my problem if I have one. And that is the problem of our church if we have one. And this uncertainty can wreck you. It can block every plan. It can sap your strength. It can make you vulnerable and bring you to the place of where you've been completely and totally neutralized and become the victim of whatever society or whatever your surroundings might happen at that time to be expressing itself in. It's not a different problem. It may manifest itself in a different way, but at the very core of any problem that you can think about or anything that's ever happened to you, uh, this one thing is at the very center of it. Now we have defined our problem. How can I then deal with this problem that is mine? Or in other words, how can I get from where I am to where I want to be? And beloved, I'll tell you that there is a way and it can be that the pathway has been uh, defined and the signs have been posted. And they're clear for anyone that would like to travel from where you are to where you want to be. And it's just as fixed as any uh, street sign here within the city of Lovell, even more so. And I would take it in this fashion, though this doesn't necessarily have to come first. First of all, you'd want to define within your own being what it is that God has called you to be. What has God called you? What kind of dreams? What kind of vision? What kind of thoughts do you have? How do you see yourself? How do you see what God is do has done and what God is doing in and through your life? Where should you be in tomorrow's tomorrow? What should you be doing? What should you be caught up in? What should be in your mind? What types of dreams and visions do you have? Oh, I've had people, I've talked to them in times past about this, that say to me, well, tell you the God's honest truth, preacher, I don't know and I don't have any. Well, that's unfortunate. That's a tragedy. Because God never in this world ever created a mind like yours that has such ability and such a capability that what he didn't give some vision and some dreams to. Maybe you're not aware of. Maybe the first thing that you need to do is, is distill within your own thinking. Bring these fuzzy concepts into clear focus in order that you might be able to see in a very vivid way what it is that you and God are up to in this life that He has given to you. And beloved, if it doesn't border on the impossibility, I would doubt whether or not God's involved in it. Most of us, we're always involved in things that uh, has very little to do with God because it is not the big thing that God would have us to be involved in. So the first thing I would say and say it quickly to you, distill your thinking. Secondly, and quickly, you must believe in yourself. How many of you have ever heard tell of the lady by the name of C-R-O-W-L-E-Y, Crawley, Mrs. Crawley? Well, you have, but you've probably forgotten. But this lady and her husband was visiting in the Bahamas, and she went to church on a Sunday, as her custom was, and she went into a black church there and said she and her husband the only two white faces in the entire congregation. And she said while she was there that that minister began to go over one phrase again and again that was really drummed into her head. 
And he told his people to be somebody. God does not take time to build a nobody. Everybody that God creates was intended to be somebody. And she said uh, that just, just stuck in her mind. She came home. And she couldn't get away from the fact that what this man said. And because of that statement that fired something deep within the side of her soul that she began to see what God had done. This is the lady some years ago, her and her husband, that gave a million dollars to a church. They went home and through her they became moth to millionaires. That's a fact. God doesn't create. He doesn't take time to fool around with creating a nobody. The Lord Jesus Christ has, has, through God, has brought you into existence. And I like what it says. And believing in yourself. And then the next step is to come to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. To believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And listen to that. This is what Jesus says in the book of John, the 7th chapter, the 38th verse. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. He didn't pick out just one or two people and say this is going to be so with them, but he is talking about anyone that believes in him. And now, beloved, that phrase, living water, that's an interesting statement. Living water. What's he talking about? You know the Jewish people, when they come to purification and purifying themselves, they would not use to even to wash their hands. They, they would not use a basin of water where the water was still. It had to be running water. That was living water. You have the old pictures, you know, of the people in the purifying. Well, uh, they would wash their hands and have someone to pour the water over their hands. The water had to be moving. Living water. Jesus is saying that a person that believes in me and has me as their Savior and Lord, from them shall come rivers of living water. With what you do and by what you say, does it come out in a creative way or is it stagnated? Does it leave a stain? Or is it the living water? That the Lord Jesus Christ is talking about. It's one thing to talk about the Lord Jesus Christ. There's another thing to experience Him as your Savior and Lord. To experience Him. Not just to consent to Him mentally. But to know that truly He is your, your Savior and your Lord. Now, beloved. There seems to be a lot of difference between a broken leg and a storm at sea. Here's a storm that sweeps down on these folk at, at sea, a storm it was the night anyway, blacker than midnight perhaps there was lightning and thundering in, in it and the static was, was terrific the wind was blowing and the waves were, were higher than the boat and it looked like the, 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 the sea of Galilee had gone mad raging it was and had them caught in the midst of it now it seems like the Lord Jesus Christ said one of the cruelest things that he ever said to people uh, when he turned to them and said to them, Where is your faith? Oh, now I begin to see something. 
I began to see. It was not really the blackness of the night. It was not really the storm. It was not really the waves. It was not really the lack of the boat. That was their problem. It was their problem in the relationship of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd have been there, you'd have probably advised them it's dangerous out there at night. You don't need to cross there at night. But the Lord Jesus Christ was the one who said, let's cross to the other side. You speak to me, brother. What type of words come from your mouth? Is it born of fear because you look at the waves? Is it born of fear because you look at the boat and you see it is not adequate for the situation? You speak because you have lost sight of the shore? Is that the problem? Or is it because you have lost sight of the Lord Jesus Christ? Oh, it's not the wind. It's not the waves. It's not the little boat. Only seemingly so you have broken contact with Jesus. The vital contact that you need to get from where you are to where you want to be. When you take your eyes off the Lord Jesus Christ, beloved, you're in trouble. And there can no way can this living water come from your heart that purifies, that encourages, that refreshes, renews, regenerates. And the Lord Jesus Christ said that everyone that believes in Him has this possibility to have the living water. Living water. Living water. And from belief comes the next step. And that is action. You have a dream. You have a vision. And beloved, there is no faith, as Thomas seems to indicate, without action. You can have the best plans that man has ever made. You can have the best dreams that have ever been dreamed by anyone. And you can take the time to put it on paper. But what good is it unless you go into action? It calls for action. You must act. You must act. Even if it only be a short step or a very small one. Even if it only be just a slight movement in the direction of your dream and your vision. Take that step. Take that step. Move. Do it. I have always been interested in massive pieces of machinery. This has fascinated me out here, some of it. But they didn't use very big equipment out here. But I remember one day, I saw a massive piece of equipment on the highway. And I watched that thing for a while as it ripped into the earth. The earth was no match for it. This earth was no match for it. It just scooped up great mouthfuls of it, almost a truckload at a time. And I said to myself, I want to come back tomorrow morning. Before they start that thing up, I want to watch the operator as he starts it. And so the next morning, the sun up, I was out there like a nut, waiting for that operator to come to start that massive piece of machinery up. I, I wanted to hear it start up, see it fire first time in the morning. And I introduced myself to the operator. And I told him I was fascinated. I said, I, I think I, I'm a frustrated uh, operator. And he liked that. And he showed me the piece of equipment and talked to me about it before he fired up. And he said to me, he says, now, 
He says, we don't fire this engine directly. It's an indirect fire. I didn't know what he's talking about. He said, you see this little engine here on the side of this thing? It looked like a little garden tractor engine. That's like I use on my lawnmower. I said, yes, I see that. He says, well, now, he says, I'm going to start that little engine first. I said, you mean to tell me you, you're going to start that thing up first and then, and then we're going to get on with the big fire? He says, that little engine there, when I start it up, it will be the one that fires that big engine. I have never forgotten it to this day. Oh, isn't that true? Isn't that true with us? You may think of yourself as nothing more than a little engine. You don't have much power. You don't have much ability or capability, but you do, but you don't feel like it. This little capability that you have, when it is fired with action within your heart and your soul, has the possibility of bringing into being and firing up one of the most awesome powers that man knows about because you have the capability of bringing into action the awesome power of God. Just a little engine with a minute gas tank. But oh, what possibilities that thing had. Fired that engine up and the smoke came out for a while until it warmed up. And you have the same capability dreaming dreams after God. And when you take action, beloved, I want to tell you something. It is only limited by you're thinking because who knows the awesome power of God is at your right hand ready to be released into your life your heart and your soul my church, your church your community, your home, your life if you will take the action that you need to take believe have something in mind God's given it to you Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And regardless of how the storm might seem, and how impossible it is, and how black midnight might be, and even if you think it's after, the sun has already gone down in your life. And there isn't much hope. Your boat that you have is filling with water. I believe. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I have put myself in a position where I can experience Him. And in experience Him, I know that I know that I know. And even in the midst of the most raging storm that can ever sweep the face of this earth are your soul. I will guarantee you at the very bottom pit of your soul that there will be a citadel that is so calm that you're going to be amazed yourself. And not even a busted leg is going to affect it. No way. No way. Because Jesus Christ is Lord. And you make Him the Lord of your life. Your life. Yesterday, today, tomorrow. And the same possibility is yours our Father help us to believe this simple truth because we need to believe it so greatly Amen
Thanks for listening. Hope you were blessed. We pray the Holy Spirit will make you a doer of His words, finishing the work He started and making you more like Christ for the transformation of this world and preparation for heaven. 